You know, you really shouldn't have bothered. They're just a bunch of animals. That's all they are. Not animals. Children. Children with sharp toys. You know, the school has more gang fights than graduation. Hey, are you sure you're okay? My head hurts. It's nothing. It's, it's just a You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed our, our conversation about a message from a message from charity or message from charity. I, I don't. One of them got friend zoned. That's all I remember about that. Um, and there was witch marks, maybe. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting episode, and uh, hopefully you guys were uh, digging it because uh, there was something to take away from something it. in there. Something. I don't know if it was forty minutes we or something deep or whatever it. it was. Yeah, um, and then we carved our initials on a rock to be found hundreds of years later. Heart. So, me yeah. heart you. <laughs> yeah, that's all it said. Yeah. Be heart you. That's it. Yeah, I just I, when I posted the image on the Facebook page, I made the comment about like, oh, he has a chance now to show his totally real girlfriend from like almost three hundred years ago, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, she wrote that on the rock. It's like we understand that she's either here or in Canada right now, buddy. It's fine. Whatever. Right. Um, she's a model. I swear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she's so hot. She. I mean, she wasn't no Ursula. Whatever, but uh, so yeah, all right. That's that. Uh, that's what we talked about <laughs> last time. Now we're getting into. Uh, uh, well, actually, here I should say what the show is. Welcome to Strange Highways. This is our the show that we watch Twilight Zone. Um, we've uh, in order. Right, so we've covered. Hello, yeah, they were, yeah. I always like, I, like, I always feel like I know. I'm saying this every episode, like I forget the mission statement, but it's like you know, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. Um, you you've you've come in at an odd time because we're in the '80s Twilight Zone, but we've covered the original series, all five uh, seasons of that, and then we've covered both of the two Paramount uh, Plus premiere uh, produced seasons. And then we're into this. And uh, so yeah, um, we uh, the big thing, and we we talk about this sometimes, but not all the time is that I'm sure there's a number of other shows out there that are doing watch-alongs of the Twilight Zone, and they, they you know, I see a lot of cherry-picking of things, right? And it's like, that, you know, that's not nothing wrong with that either. However you want to do your show, do your show that way, right? But I feel, I feel like, you know... You got you to gotta have your, your meat and veggies before you get your desserts, you know? And I think that, you know, this is the way it was broadcast, and I think that's the way it should be watched. And, and you know, like, for us, that's... I mean, th- it is the mission statement. Like, we are... We are the original like viewers of the series. Like, yeah, I mean, like if you were to watch the original series or this series or whatever, we are following along with those viewers. So, yeah. like if we were like if this was a Friday night, you know, like this is what we would watch, and, right? Like, you know, and like that's how we kind of want to take it, right? So, and I think it's more. I think there's more fun to be had there. Um, you know, rough patches and all, and I think there's a lot more value to be gained from that. So, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back until I break my arm, but that that's been the goal, right? Because why not? Like everybody, like, you know, everybody can pick a couple things that they like and be like, oh, I love that. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, I'm not trying to also pull that like, you're not a real fan. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know. You, well, it, I mean, it, we have to earn our stripes too. Cause a little like, bit, yeah. You know, sure. it's like, I mean, we don't know anything really about, especially when it comes to the 80s series. It's not really talked about that much. And so, you know, somebody's cup of tea might be quite different from ours. So it's like, yeah. hey, well, let's go through it. You know? Sure. And that's what we're doing. So I hope you guys can join us on this. Um, this is not streaming anywhere. Uh, however, you can find a lot of the stuff online. Cause Nefariously. I mean, yeah, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've been finding a lot of it on YouTube. Um, so and since like, like we have the DVD series uh, of the complete, sorry, we have the DVD set of the complete series because uh, we did want to like have a good, like well-trusted source. And there are um, nice bonus features to some of that too. But yeah, if, if you guys are at all interested in some of these segments, I'm, I'm sure they're readily available. So please Hope you're watching along. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, and that's our goal, too. So, all right, let's get into it. It's uh, season one, episode seven, segment A. 
um, called Teacher's Aid. Air date November 8th, 1985. Number one film, Death Wish 3, based upon a true story. Not really. Holding strong. Yeah, we, we love that movie. It's ridiculous and very problematic, but whatever we love it um can't i don't think canon really i mean they made a couple they they made a couple films that were like you know trying to shoot for like that upper echelon of respectability death wish 3 was not one of them so we understand that yeah it's a it's a cartoon yeah, <laughs> ba- yeah. that's basically what it is yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, presentation. it's yeah it's basically yeah it's basically looney tunes with charles bronson uh number one song part-time lover by stevie wonder um, hell yeah yeah there you go get some stevie wonder in here and so Stevie wonder rocks so for what i have for day and date uh this came the day after november 9th um just because this is just interesting to me, uh, and an all-Soviet match, 22-year-old Gary Kasparov defeated Anatoly Kaparov, Karpov to become the youngest ever undisputed winner of the World Chess Championship. Um, like, you know, like Grandmaster Chess is something that, like, you know, it's you, there's only a handful of people that can, like, perform at that level, and this guy, you know, Kasparov was 22. Like, this is kind of like a Tiger Woods moment in terms of, like, like coming out, swinging, and becoming the best in the world at 22. So, um, not that I want to go on too much about chess, but it is, it is a game I do enjoy. And I, I, you know, I, I used to be okay at it. like, not like anything like this, but it's like, there's part of chess where the, the big thing is one thinking moves ahead of how you want to go. And two, um, not only that, but anticipating what you're, you know, what the person is going to do next and also trying to force them to make decisions that they're not comfortable with. So there's a lot going on there, right? I mean, that's why people still play it. Um, but yeah, just the idea that someone's like, oh, I'm the best in the world and I'm 22. Like that's, that's crazy to me. I learned how to play chess in high school. So it's something that I, I, I love. Um, not often do I find somebody that's interested in playing. Uh, my wife is like, hell no. <laughs> Cause she also doesn't want to sit there and play mental games with me all night. Um, no, that's why you guys got married. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Like what was it? A couple weeks, actually, a couple months ago. Because my wife actually bought me, uh, she bought me a a tournament style board because I had had one for oh, like years ago, and it was an. I had forgot to unpack some of the stuff in the car that I had at the time when we were moving, and then the car got stolen, so I lost my chessboard in there too. And so she ended up replacing and got me a nice tournament style board and everything. And so we like was a couple months ago we were playing, and I it's one of those things like. I I realize that I'm a much better games player when we're playing a game where everybody cooperates because if it's if it's head to head, I am not a great competitor. I get kind of pissy and kind of kind of cocky, and it's like with chess, I'm like, oh, is that what you're going to do? All right, I'm going to go in the kitchen. You can figure out this out. I got you already. Just you figure out your next. Like the, I'm such a bad trash talker when it comes to that. Because <laughs> uh, like if you because if you come out swinging and you 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 call your shot and you win. That that's funnier to me, and then it's also kind of funny that if if it's the one time where I fly too close to the sun and absolutely fail, and if she wins, then I can pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> you know? like, but no, I do I do yeah, like like the chicken's still cooking. Yeah, I gotta like, go oh, here. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had to divide my uh, my attention between this petty game, the, this child's game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do I do like chess, and I you know like it's just the thing is that it's you. Have you had things that you thought you were really good at until you actually came up against somebody that was way better than you? Been there. Yeah. Uh, Tetris. Yeah. Or like, you know, like I used to think I was really good at video games because I just had a Nintendo by myself until I saw other people playing and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Tetris Tetris was my thing. And then when I got a um, one of the uh, handhelds, the the Game Boy, well, the Game Boy, like the one that like goes online. Oh, I forget okay. the name of it, but whatever. But as soon as I started doing the Game Boy uh, like online thing with Tetris, I was getting my ass stomped. Yeah, I was like, "Well, this is great," you know. Like, it's like I used to think <laughs> I was okay at shooter games, and then Halo came out, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, yeah. I'm just I like I might as well just be a, like a, like you know just a, like a sack of like root vegetables in a corner that someone just runs over, and hits in the head repeatedly, and be like, I'm like, yeah, that's about as effective as I I am in video games yeah. against other people. But yeah, like the yeah, but the chess thing I thought that was interesting, and then also, do you remember um, uh, the musical chess from the '80s? They had that song uh, "One Night in Bangkok." That's a fun song. No. You've heard the song before. I think you have. Maybe. It's from one of the people of ABBA. They did a whole they did a whole musical about chess. And it was this, this whole political intrigue thing of this chess tournament going on under the um like under the, the Cold War, like while the Cold War was going on. Hmm. Uh, but one night in Bangkok, you've heard the song before. It's very um very catchy. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. We'll it's, have a we'll have a dance party after the episode with it. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um so the I actually had a different day and date. 
um, not quite the date, but the next day on the ninth, um, we had uh, three gunmen had shot and killed ten people and seriously wounded a dozen others in a bloody rampage during a supermarket robbery in like what was it like Germany or something like that? It was it, it was was it north of Brussels? Okay, it's like it was. It was a bloodbath. And these guys were connected to two other robberies within the area, too. And this is the kind of stuff that changes, like, you know, uh, public policy about, like, guns and things. Mm. Unless you're in the country that we're in now, which I know we just had that um, that horrible um, shooting in Buffalo at a supermarket at a Tops. You right. Know? And so it's like, you know, a lot of other countries have, like, like learned from this stuff and, you know. And and, yeah. and it's it's so like it's sadly ironic that I'm bringing this up while we just had the thing that happened at that yeah, just a and, couple of days ago, yeah, yeah. So ten people were uh, tragically killed at that event too. So it's, yeah, that's just I mean, you would think that we would learn um, from you know from shit that's happened. This was you know eighty five. So you know it's not like this was it's not like this happened. What you're talking about, like just just like a you know a month ago. This is you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's sobering. So, yeah. so right. nothing, nothing changes apparently. Yeah. Right. Well, and maybe in Germany, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> here, it's like you know what the you know what the solution should have been more guns. You know, um, whatever. Anyway, that's I'm making light of a thing that was terrible. I do apologize. Um, we only make light of like animal attacks and people walking out of helicopters the wrong way. That's all we do here on the show when it comes to tragedies. Uh, not actual mass shootings. Like that's not something to make fun of. So, uh, so there, that's your day and date. We had some chess and then we had, um, something way worse. Part time lover. Uh, yeah. 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 We had a lot, uh, a lot going on there. So, uh, let's get into, I love that song too. Just by the See, way, the thing is, I don't it's recall playing that, in my head. I don't recall that song, but I recall uh, one night in Bangkok. So maybe we'll have to, we'll have to trade, um, 80 songs on the so way out good. the door. I yeah. love Stevie wonder. I do too, but I don't recall this song. You know? So good. Um, but yeah, so to back to our episode, uh, so, you know, we're still talking about teacher's aid here. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So our, uh, well, it's another one of those 15 minute segments. So it's like, it's like meaning that we have this segment and then the next one is the full hour of episode seven and some of the, the way it's proportioned is a little odd, yeah. right? Which we just talked about last, the last two weeks with a message for charity and examination day. It's almost the same time frame set up in terms of story A only gets a little bit and then story B gets more time to breathe. So, so yeah, this is only like a 15 minute segment. So it's, you know, I, you know, I mean, I'll blab on for an hour anyway, but you know, let's, we'll, it's not a long segment is what I'm saying. Yeah, so to, to get into it, uh, get, let's dig in. Yeah. Um, our director, we actually have two credits here, and I don't know if that was because they were working in tandem, like what happened there, but my knowledge is there was two. Um, so we have Bill Norton. Yeah. Um, what other uh, segment to come? We'll talk about that later, obviously. A uh, bunch of made-for-TV movies and shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hmm. Um, so he was involved with at least one of those episodes. Yeah, and he wrote some screenplays. I don't know if you have that in your notes as well. He wrote the screenplays for Convoy, um, the Chris Christopherson hmm. film. Uh, more American Graffiti, so the sequel to that. Uh, and the, the there 80s was, film. What? I know. I Sure. I just didn't realize there was another one. Uh, but that movie <laughs> was a pretty big hit at the time. So, of course, you're going like, to try to make a sequel. Um, no at, kidding. At least, at least they didn't call it American Graffiti's. Like at least they didn't put an S on it, you know. Like, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then there, there's that film Back to the Beach, which had, um, oh my uh, god, that's the comedy, right? That yeah, uh, yeah. with uh, Frankie Avalon and um, Annette Funicello. Right? Yes, I yeah. was just talking about. Uh, I was just talking about this at work with my my boss, yeah. and he had no idea about it. I'm like. But like it kind of take it takes the piss out of the beach films, right? right. And exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. And then there was a couple cast members from um, uh, Gilligan's Island on it. Yeah. So he he wrote the screenplay for that, and he no also kidding. yeah. So this guy, you know, has some has some established work going on. And then and then the other person you're going to mention too, uncredited directing was Robert Downey Senior, which we talked about him previously. So I want to guess that it's one of those things that when you you're shooting like you know at the time and maybe the director isn't available and you got a guy who already is like he we know he is an established director and can come in on a pinch and work or maybe it's just one of those things that like you know uh there was just a miscommunication and things weren't coming together and then you right. bring somebody in just kind of get coverage 
So that's why he's probably uncredited because he probably did some patchwork to make this work. Um, you know, so I don't know. But and that's and it I happens yeah. sometimes like that too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, spoiler uh, next segment. We're gonna get into some uh, directing uh, quibbles too. So spoiler for that too. So th- this is the episode of uh, directors coming in uh, unknown, working on things. So this that's a, this whole episode two stories four directors. You know, right. so all right. And our writer of this uh, episode is uh, Stephen Barnes. Uh, first of two segments for the Twilight Zone, still working. He, he's actually doing a lot. He's um, he wrote for Horror Noir, which is on the Shutter um, uh, service, the streaming service. Uh, wrote um, the like we we talked about him already in the second season of um, the Paramount produced Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. He wrote the episode A Small Town. It was the guy that had the table that he could affect things on the table and it would actually show up in the town. Remember he put the spider yeah, down. That's awesome. And like, yeah. So like, so yeah, he's still working. Uh, he, uh, we, I think we may have mentioned this at the time, uh, that, so not, he wrote an, uh, an episode of the nineties revival of the outer limits called a stitch in time that won an Emmy. So the fact that we've already talked about him in a, a segment of the twilight zone of the new series, that was fun. Like it wasn't perfect, but it was fun, but they brought him back like to do another one even though he wrote this in the eighties, like that's kind of a cool lineage. So there we go. Yeah. That's, that's pretty badass. I'm, I'm glad that we have somebody who has a connection to something else that we've done. It, it feels like a baton pass between the three series. Right. You know, so yeah, exactly. And, and the, whatever the Warner, the, the CW one that we're, we'll get to maybe, <laughs> I don't know whatever that weird one is. Not a whole one. lot yeah. of writing credits either too, yeah. but like that's, that's incredible that he was able to come back and do something for the new series as well. And that's a great episode. It's a fun episode. I yeah. really like it. Yeah. But, uh, so into our cast, we go then, I guess. Um, so Adrian Barbeau, I don't know. How many of our uh, listeners don't know who this woman is, but she is horror uh, royalty royalty. Yeah. You know, like she was in, I mean, like the list goes on some from the fog. She was in uh, Tales of Halloween. She was in uh, Creepshow. Creepshow is probably the most memorable for me. Yeah. Uh, She has... Such a oh my god! There's she a, has a memorable segment please, there. Being like, please the, 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 watch yeah, Creep Show yeah. if you want to know who Adrian yeah, Barbeau the, the is. The crate segment. Oh my god! Yeah, it's her, so good. Uh, her and Hal Holbrook. Yeah. And then she was actually in the first episode of Creep Show, the series too. The, so. Yeah, the new Shutter series. She was um, the uh, they had her in for like a cameo, right? Or she was a voice no, she, on the radio. No, she she's actually the bartender. That's right at the beginning, right? Because yeah. the, the gray matter segment. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, like, which is an cr- incredible story too. Um, so. so at this time, I believe um, this was in '85. I think she was already divorced from John Carpenter at the time. However, um, she um, she had had her her first big um, break was the TV film "Somebody's Watching Me" that mm. she was cast in. That was a Carpenter made for TV film um, after he did um, Assault in Precinct 13 and before he wanted to do Halloween. And, and she was, yeah, she, so she continued that work with him as well. Yeah. During, um, uh, uh, well, like we mentioned the fog and then also she was an escape from New York. Right. Uh, and then she was the voice of the chess computer. There you go. And the thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then like they were married for a little bit of time. I'm not sure when that ended, but you know, they had gotten together. Uh, but yeah, like when you think of early Carpenter, you think of Barbo. Right. Yeah. And like, and so like Swamp Thing, she's in yeah, as well. As well. So and, like, and she uh, was the voice of Selena Kyle and Batman, the animated series. Like, she was the voice of Catwoman. Right. As well. Um, yeah. Like, the very, like, she's still working. Great to see her and every, like, just, yeah. We, we, like, we're fans of Adrian Barbo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to meet her, hopefully soon. Um, but then uh, next year, our cast uh, continues. Like, uh, like, you say that without context of, like, what you guys just, you're just like, you reached out on LinkedIn. You're like, hey. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I you, just, know, you know how time works. But so next here we have a- a- Adam uh, Pastel. Uh, he was Wizard. Wizard. Uh, nine credits. Uh, he did an episode of uh, Knight Rider and TJ Hooker. Wasn't familiar with the rest of the credits, but yeah, you know, we'll get into the we'll career. get into the gang nam- names in a, a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have some. Uh, some issues with some of the gang names, but continue. Yeah, yeah who's who? and, and then on again for me being a, a big horror film buff, uh, this is a heavy hitter for me. Miguel Nunez Jr. He plays uh, Trojan. He was in Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning, 
and uh, you know, damn, uh, what was it damn burritos or whatever? No, enchiladas, right? Damn enchiladas! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was having, the, um, you know, the um, the squirts, the, st- the stomach, <laughs> the stomach rumblies in yeah. uh, the outhouse. Yeah, yeah. And and he, uh, one of my favorite films, uh, you know, as far as horror is considered, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, it's oh my god, I, I can't speak highly enough about that film. If you've never seen it, people, please watch it. Yeah. And then he was also in Street Fighter, which he I was played, like, he played DJ. I, I forgot crap, about that. Yeah. I completely forgot about that yeah, as well, well. That movie's kind of forgettable, but yeah. And I, I got to meet this gentleman at one of the 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 conventions that we went to yeah, last, last summer. Year. Yeah, yeah. And really, really charming dude. Really cool and down to earth. And I got to ask him about what his experience was on this uh, this episode. Okay, good. And yeah. um, so he, just to take that side moment here, he loved it. And he said that Adrian Barbeau was uh, was awesome to work with and true professional. Like, and you know, I if Miguel, if you're listening, thank you for that moment, and uh, I'm glad that I get that insight. And he really enjoyed working on the episode. I mean, it's probably also credit, like you know, that uh, if you bring up like something that like it's not the same things that people probably talk to him about over and over again. It's like right. that means that you're you know you you recognize him as a performer, you value his performance, and be like, oh, by the way, you're part of the Twilight Zone. Please talk about that for a second. I'm sure that somebody's more receptive to be like. Let me talk to you about another part as opposed to saying the same seven things over and over again about what I've already done. Right. And, and and it was a great experience to talk to him. And luckily, he is branched out just from acting. So mm-hmm. he also does production uh, and directing and that, too. So um, I, I, I wish the best for him. He's yeah. a great guy. And if you ever get a chance to meet him. Very cool, dude. He was also in Black Dynamite. I just want to shout that out. I love that movie. It's it's a. Fun, I still need to see oh, that. It's so much fun. I still need to see it's it. It's Michael J. White. Uh, it's his like love letter to like black exploitation films, yeah. and it is so well done and entertaining. Like it is just for me. It's like you know, I I could just I, my sides will hurt from laughing at that movie. <laughs> I, I adore it. I've se- I've seen bits from it, and it's it's it looks great. Yeah, but um, <laughs> just like what was it like? There's one bit where he picks up the phone. He's like, "Grandma, why are you interrupting me during my my kung fu or whatever?" He says, "It's amazing." <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, who else we have next? So Josh, uh, next on here is uh, Josh Richman. Uh, he plays Fury. I think that's just because he's just like one of the characters because the gang is called, called the, the Furies. Furies. Yeah, you know, like nothing to do with uh, you know the Warriors or anything. But um, I think I think that's just kind of like he's the dude. But he was in tr- uh, Thrashing. Which I think you know something about. That I know film. a little bit. I've never seen it. I know it's a skateboard film. I've never seen Thrashing though. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, Josh Brolin is in that film. Well, so. I just feel like since I'm such a fan of Rad, the BMX movie, that I can't watch another. Well, one of uh, our eighty sports films. One of our one of our listeners <laughs> has challenged us to watch this film. Oh. He has it. And uh, so, Bill, uh, we will talk to you soon. So yeah. thank you for... Fine. Uh, we'll cover some thrashing. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to happen, Bill. So, so thank I, you. But I also have for uh, Josh Richmond, he was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is another film I need to see. I've heard nothing but good things about. But he also directed the, the Live and Let Die video for Guns N' Roses. Hmm. And he ends up in like some of like the, the liner notes and pictures of like Use Your Illusion 1 or 2. I forget which one. But it's like, well, that's a, like... Somehow he's like he got like associated with Guns N' Roses for like one thing, but he was around for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, the other two credits that I had too, and these are something that we've talked about more recently as well. It's uh, Fright Night Two. He was in that, and he was in Natural Born Killers. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, and then next year we have uh, Fred Morse, Morris, Morsell, Morsell. Yeah. Um, he uh, he plays Hugh Costell, Costin. I think that's what I have here. Uh, 22 credits. I'm not familiar with either one of them. So I mentioned he is a 1982's film called Q, the winged serpent that I've always seen the posters oh, for. Oh my God. I, yeah. I, I'm surprised. I I've did never not. seen the film, it's but ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and oh I just feel God. like I think Larry Cohen, I think, oh. I think Q means something different now, but I, I want to believe that this film is actually, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. This movie is ridiculous. I dude. need to see Q, oh. uh, the winged serpent. Please. Yeah. If you do watch it, uh, watch the Joe Bob version, like where he like commentates on like the okay. film. Oh, it's so so stupid. I'm sold. <laughs> this yeah. movie is so stupid. <laughs> Just the poster art alone is amazing. And it's, I, yeah. Again, if like if you like Larry Cohen stuff, uh, you have to take this one with a grain of salt. I think it's ridiculous. Fair enough. But um, yeah. so then next here we have uh Brian Robbins. Uh, he plays twelfth grader. Uh, he was in Cellar Dweller, 
and then Chud too, Bud the Chud. And then uh, the biggest credit for him really would be uh, 114 episodes of Head of the Class. Well, kind of. So in terms of his output, in terms of a performer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, He's currently the president and chief executive officer of Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon. Like he is like high, high up there on the ladder. He started out um, working in Nickelodeon with some of the 90s kids shows like uh, All That and a couple of those things like producing. He kind of worked his way up. Oh, so around the time of SNCC. Yeah, like when that it was a big deal, right? So okay. he, um, so he was actually working a lot with Nickelodeon, but then he eventually moved up to like with Paramount. So, yeah, this guy, it's like you know, you see him like, oh, he's twelfth grader in this. It's like, oh, but he's also a guy now that controls like Paramount, like in a lot of ways. And it's like, holy shit, you know, like I guess you got to start somewhere, right? But well, yeah, well, and then the other credit I wanted to bring up is, uh, and I think that a lot of people are going to shun me for this, but uh, you know, the Eddie Murphy film Norbit. He I'm, directed I'm, that film. Oh, well, okay. I have a, I'm aware of I the film. I love Norbert. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> but I also know that he was like a producer of like Good Burger and all those other things too mm. that I've I've never seen Good Burger. I think I'm okay. I don't know. I know it's Keenan and Kel. Uh, I watched it recently. It's garbage. Uh, <laughs> it's, so wait, you're, you're saying it's not uh, like it's not superior to thrashing? Well, I... I see, <laughs> I'm not... I, I don't know how to compare that to thrashing since I've never seen it, but... To watch, I mean, one's about I skateboarding, watched, the other one's about burgers, so... I watched all that, yeah. and so it was a spinoff of that, kind of like how SNL's had... Well, yeah, that was like, the, I understand, like, yeah. the Keenan and Kel, like, the like the Good Burger, like, yeah. welcome to Good Burger, like, I, I'm yeah. familiar, right? And yeah. I know that uh, Keenan Thompson has never not been in a sketch comedy ever in his entire... Like, he's just worked all the way through, right? Like, he's now part of SNL for, like, 80 years now or whatever, like, yeah, so... And, and I don't yeah. know why, because he sucks. I don't... You know, no, I, <laughs> that's I, a hot take. I, I, I think he's I like terrible. I, on that I show. like him. I just, he had like, I think he, I think he's good at what he does. There's just times where I'm like, I don't know if I need him right now. Like I, he, he's grown on me a great deal. I'll say that. Ugh. Okay. Fair well, enough. Good. Good look for the, you. Look at these hot takes going on. Yeah. Here. He yeah. sucks. He, he's terrible. <laughs> he was terrible on all that. And he's terrible on this. But, but the fact that they picked him and not like the other one <laughs> from good burger, you know, they didn't pick Kel, and he auditioned too for Saturday Night Live. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure where the whatever. I I can't speak to the the uh, like that those uh, people that were like picking like crew members or whatever. Yeah, but they picked wrong. Um, but yeah. So next here we have uh, uh, Sarah uh, Bar- Barridge Partridge Partridge. Yeah. Um. So she she plays student teacher. She was in Risky Business. And she does a lot of work, uh, voice work now. Uh, she was uh, she did voice work for Defenders of the Earth, and then um, My Little Pony. So well, take take what you want. Out yeah, of that's that. why I saw like a lot of voice work for her. I yeah. didn't have anything else that just really jumped out. And so, and then next we have uh, Richard uh, Brainridge. Uh, he was younger brother. I I oh, sure. Yeah. I, I don't know who the hell she. He was the younger brother of, but um. Only two roles, uh, this and Teen Witch, which Teen Witch is ridiculous. So, Never seen, heard of it. I'm, I'm aware of Teen Witch. Oh, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. I'm more of a fan of a Man Witch than I am. Uh, no, I'm, I don't know. Mm, okay. Man anyway, Witch, yeah. so good. Yeah, so then who else do we have here? We have uh, um, Susan Sason. Yeah. Uh, she plays Jennifer. Uh, this. This is it. That's this, it. That, yeah. That's all. And then uh, Al Christie uh, plays Security Guard, 14 credits. Uh, when Harry Met Sally is one of them. I've never seen that, but yeah. So this one's odd because he actually made his money in like um, Kansas City doing like advertising work, and so he actually did. It was very successful doing advertising, and then so when he like decided to retire to California, he just started start doing like because he also did theater work out in Kansas City. So he just started just doing like acting stuff as kind of like a side gig because it's more like I'm retired. I'm just going to kind of have fun. I'd love to do that, right? Jeez, yeah. So there you go. He you know made, made his bones and was retired. He was like, oh, I, I get to you know mess around and, and act and uh, you know just nothing to lose. Yeah. So so and then the last credit I have to uh, put out here is uh, Noel Harling. Um, plays Amanda. Um, was in that film, uh, some kind of wonderful, which I I really really dig that film. I know it's kind of like along that same lines of that like weird melodrama of um, you know like. Well, is that it's not a John Hughes film, is it? It is. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, so he he kind of encapsulated that whole like eighties yeah. like teen, teen drama drama and, comedy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So like it, it, you know, 
take it what you want out of that one. I love it, but you know, it's not it's it's not a uh, you know a lot of his other films. Like, it's not Uncle Buck. <laughs> Um, so I have here, she did 13 episodes of Laser Tag Academy, the cartoon, because every toy had to have a cartoon. And with the Laser Tag uh, cartoons, it was always about how you could use the Laser Tag guns and go back to like the present, because this is all set in the future, to like fight bad guys by tagging them with lasers. I don't understand it, but yeah. Yeah, I saw the credit, I was like, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we got here. That's, a, that's our cast and crew there. Um, we, we, we've now talked double the length of the actual segment itself, uh, which is fine. Uh, this one, like, this one's just a little weird because we start off with um, this really ugly gargoyle that's like stone gargoyle of the school that's just sitting there just judging people, right? And we hear uh, we hear some sexy sacks starting like <laughs> that's when we get um we get like uh the music is really weird yeah and then we get like this is when we get the furies the gang and we get like you know the guy called trojan talking about how he was doing something to some guy at the counter right and then like it, like i like all the gang like this gang was really diverse did you notice how the gang was like oh well there's everybody in this gang that's kind of cool yeah. all right you had your hispanic guy you had your mexican guy yeah, you had the, the your, white girl like yeah. it was all like oh well look at that look at least the furies they're it's, all encompassing. Some guys had chains. Some guys had one white glove. I, it was weird. But I, they don't like Colfax. They were pissed at Colfax as being like, there. this guy's had too much time <laughs> and joined like, a good look, life. Look at that guy with the mullet. Who the thinks he What the <laughs> hell was that all about? I have no idea. It was so weird. It's like, he just like, the dude, uh, who is it? Oh, my God. What was what was that dude's name? Again? Wizard? Wizard. Yeah. Wizard just stops dead in his tracks. He's like, he's had it good for too long. Oh, it's like, yeah. what the hell does that even mean? He goes home to a mom that loves him every night and gives him food or whatever. I don't know. But like, so there's, there's a big fight that goes on. But so, um, I like that as a wizard, that's the name of this guy. Like he goes running off. And so I'm just going to say, imagine this time in the eighties, if you're playing gauntlet with like three other people, <laughs> if you're playing gauntlet, this would be me. This would be me running off. Wizard. Dude. Wizard. Ooh. What are you doing? That would be me. Like I was wandering off in the corner. Like, you know, like not knowing <laughs> what was going on. Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Wizard. What are you doing? Wizard needs food. Yeah. Wizard nah, shot food. It's like gauntlet. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. I just run off to the exit immediately and they're like, wait, no, we're not done with the floor. Like, Barbarian no. is hungry. Yeah. And that's why it's like, what's going on? Wizard. What are you doing? Yeah, so that's what would be going on. So anyway, so they, there's a fight there and it's pretty like intense because he takes his belt off and there's some stuff going on i also like how every piece of litter is on the school campus mm. it's blown around but meanwhile the gargoyle is getting all like red-eyed and be like oh what's going on whatever right like and so there's like so that's when we also see um adrian barbo's character of uh the Mrs. taking Peters. action yeah she comes in and she sees the fight going on and she goes to break it up and um and then as she's breaking it up, because the other teacher is like, oh, this is, I got to get out of here, right? Whatever. Shows that, like, there's a lot of teachers that just, they're, they're overwhelmed with, like, them kids these days. And she wants to make a difference, so she breaks up the fight. But then she ends up, like, making eye contact with the gargoyle, and it's like, whatever. And something happened. We know that. Yeah. Um, but that's when we get the bit I play at the beginning where she's like, oh, these are kids and like, oh, but they have sharp toys or whatever. And like, basically it's that thing that you see that was happening in the eighties of like these, it's just, it's just these kids that like, you can't teach them. And it's like, like that, uh, what was the name of the, um, the Morgan Freeman movie? Um, uh, lean on me, lean on me, that kind of thing. Uh, and later and on, even we, dangerous minds later like, on. Yeah, yeah. We would get some of that. Right. Um, the principal did the same thing too. Like, yeah. So we get this thing where like just this is becoming a war zone, and but she still believes. So then, um, what that night, whenever uh, Miss Spears went to bed, like something's affecting her, so uh, she decides that she's going to claw her bed. And I'm like, I put my notes. Thank goodness it wasn't a water bed, like we just saw. Like, she, right. like it would have been bad, right? So then she's like, you know, upset because she doesn't understand what just happened. But then the day after that, uh, she's trying to teach and Wizard and Trojan, which I hate these gang member names. So stupid. Yeah. So the, like, I mean, I understand that you're trying to connect with an audience and saying like these guys are part of a gang or whatever. It's like those are terrible names. Like Trojan, why? Why is he <laughs> Trojan, called Trojan? Yeah. Why yeah. Wizard? ridiculously stupid yeah knock it off like this there should have been like oh what's that guy's bard 
Let's that guy, you know, like, what's, like, yeah, like, it's just, it's just, it's just, you just walk around with a loot behind all of them, like, I don't know, anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I get that this, like, whole, like, I like the idea of theme gangs, though, like, I'm never going to be so cool to have, like, uh, a, a denim sleeveless jacket with my gang name on the back of it, you know, like, it's not going to be, like, you know, you, could around, be, you and I walk around, like, the, oh, God, no, it's, it's the, it's the podcasters, it's the pod boys, or whatever, And we you know? just start snapping fingers. Yeah, like, like <laughs> And we, we fight other themed podcast people like, you know, it's and like, we'll oh, kick your ass. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the strange highways boys or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that's the, the plot twisters. We got to watch out for them. I don't know what the we call plot. Them. Oh, my God. We yeah. got to change our name now. The plot twisters. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get I'm going to make this you're going to make a jacket. <laughs> yeah, We're going to be a gang now. Everybody, you're welcome. You're uh, yeah. So, uh, but I'm supposed to be called you Trojan. Back. I'm going to call myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call myself a uh, Magnum or Ramses. I don't know how like, you feel about that. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, so yeah, like so, uh, Wizard and Trojan show up, which I like that we find out Wizard's name is Theodore. I think if I remember right, yeah. they're showing up late and they're disrupting the class, and eventually, you know, because they're just being jerks, that she ends up grabbing Trojan and like by the belt, by like the waist, and like slamming him against the back blackboard, which is kind of a fun moment because mm. he's like, oh shit, this is real now. He, he's terrified and there, right? there, you could definitely tell that there's like a platform that they like kind of yeah. trail over to so he can be lifted in the air too so. it's 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 not as noticeable as the billy crystal uh bit in uh was it um the dark room the dark room where he was like suddenly like getting taller because of the makeup it's no. almost almost but not quite right right but i like that whatever you know like she uh she also like talks to wizard and is like threatening him and like the one girl comes over she's like oh why why is the teacher like this i'm like yeah that's the question to be asking not why are you guys assholes walking and disrupting class well and adrian barbeau and like her delivery she's, here it's, it's pretty intense it's, it yeah and like she could uh, there's no makeup involved here she looks menacing yeah you know, and she delivers these lines. She like, could glare the paint off a barn. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. like don't piss her off. She's like, she she means business. And that, that that's actually good she's character like, work. Yeah, she's like, my ex-husband's smaller than you. And I just, I just you know, mm-hmm. like, anyway. Uh, so Quit smoking. Yeah, right. Uh, so then we end up, I like that after that, we have her walking the hallway with a student teacher. And that teacher's complaining about how the, the students aren't paying attention. While we have um, the one kid this bashing his locker because he's trying you know, just trying to force it open but then the student teacher it's like one of those sight gags where she looks to her left and uh, Barbo's missing and she has the kid just jammed against the locker yelling yeah. at him she's got like, like in an arm bar type situation yeah. or whatever and then she's like how old your grandmother and he tells her and he's like oh well this this school's older than she is and do you respect your grandmother and he's like well yeah and it's like well then you respect this lady too and it's like this whole thing of like yeah she is just like you know intimidating right and it's yeah. like yeah, and he's like, you know the combination? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, also, by the way, you it took you longer to smack the locker repeatedly versus putting in three numbers. You know? That's just, you're not Fonzie. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. And then, like, I, I there, it definitely is a, a implication here that the school has its own little spirit through the gargoyle, which That's is right, living yeah. through. Which it. is never explained that somehow this is, like, either the spirit of vigilance or the spirit of revenge. Right. It's like, it's like there's nothing to say that, like, oh, the school's been around for 60 years, and a teacher will rise up and just kick everybody's ass every so often. <laughs> it's like... It's like, why was this gargoyle just waiting for this one day? Like, is this the only time that this, the teacher this, never this made eye contact? Moment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, I what don't know. moon's aligned for the, the school to like, finally be like, I'm tired. The logic of this feels very much like, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Like, it just happens to be a gargoyle that day that's just mad at the, like, these kids these days. <laughs> you know, like, do you think he was more upset about the, the fighting or the littering that was going on that the gargoyle's like, you know, I'm tired of like my, my school being disrespected with all this litter. Or do you think it's just because of the fighting going on? Who knows? It's not really said, right? Yeah. There, I mean, there's, there's no real story and nope. how that works out, but either way, it's like, so she, I don't know if this is like diffusing the situation, but making more of a problem, especially because well, the kid's the also a member of the furies as well. Right. right. So, so then like the next day, uh, the, the, all the idiots are like being idiots in the classroom and so they start playing their boombox, which is one of my favorite bits of this, because she's like, oh, oh I'm going to go turn it off. And so everyone's good. like, that's my favorite song or whatever. And then like, she goes back over, and the way she just picks it up, it just crushes it. 
Like she just dismantles. Like it isn't like she slams on the ground, which would be like you know she just. It's like um oh I don't know. Like it's almost like um like like a Hulk Hogan spot of like I'm just gonna crush this with my hands because I'm a like you know I'm we're we're not in Kansas anymore and I'm destroying this right in front of you type of thing. It's really funny. It's a really good sight gag of her annihilating this boombox. And of course, everybody's like, "Whoa!" And then, yeah. you know, like the Furies are like, "You, oh, you suck, whatever." It's like, like if that happened now, I'd just be like her walking over and taking a phone and being bink and just breaking it. Right. <laughs> like, no, a boombox. You gotta, you know, you you gotta take some effort to tear one of those apart. Hell yeah! And yeah. Uh, yeah, Adrian Barbeau uh, dismantles that son of a bitch real yeah. quick. And uh, that is so fun because I think that is it's like a ma- a matter of like, well. We're pissed, but we also like. Do we really want to mess with this chick right now? Like yeah, some people should, are actually afraid now. Rightfully <laughs> so. I mean, yes, right. Like, like I, you know, I remember growing up and, and being in school, and there'd be times where, like, I, at the time, I didn't like. You don't have the whole thing of like, well, teachers are human beings too. I've been in classrooms where like they just got pushed a little much, like not destroying like you know boomboxes or slamming kids against walls or anything, but it's like. Oh, there's a line crossed, and we're kind of done now. Like you know, like what I mean. Like I have been there. Yeah, I I have pissed off a few teachers, and when I was, in, <laughs> I got thrown into a chair. What was your gang name? What was your gang name at the time? Uh, I, I I don't I, I didn't have one because I didn't because that was that infamous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, it's 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 the Terry. You know? Yeah, um, like yeah. I was uh, the loud uh, nose blower. So like that. <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say it, but that's actually why I got thrown into a chair in the hallway, hallway one time. I blew my nose too loud, and my teacher, who was like rivals what uh, the chick was in uh, uh, Misery. Uh, oh, um, Annie Wilkes? Yeah. yeah. She was like bigger than Annie Wilkes, and she <laughs> threw my ass into a chair in the hallway, and it was... It was painful <laughs> just because I blew my nose too loud. I was like, "Wow, okay, cool. I was like, you know, corporal punishment is very close to this now. Yeah. I mean, but, but like even like there's still times you could tell that like, you know, kids are being idiot kids. And then I could just see where someone's like, I've had enough. Mm. And they do that, you know, that whole thing. You're like, like, so when someone snaps that everyone's like, Oh, you get real quiet. You're like, Oh shit. Now I've never seen a boom box ripped apart in front of me at a classroom, but that would have made me pay attention. Just for sure. wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, did that happen in Dangerous Minds? Did Michelle Pfeiffer just go up and be like, I'm just going to tear this apart? I don't think that happened. She should have. That would have been amazing. But so then at that point, um, that's when we have, uh, you know, she does that and everyone like, you know, like freaks out. And then she goes to the, the girl's bathroom and all the girls like clear out, like, which is, you know, a good response at that point. And then things get a little even weirder because like, you know, she's trying to put water on her face, but then her reflection looks at her, reaches out, tries to grab her. And the hand that's reaching through the mirror is a monster hand. Yeah. No explanation why that's happening the way it has. Right. But then we get to like the commons area outside and we have the one kid just, you know, bitching about how, like, I'd like to knock her teeth out with a baseball bat. And Wizard's like, would you? Like, basically, like, he he's a piece of shit, but he's calling out the other ones of being like, those guys are like, if I only had a chance, it's like, pretty he's like pretty much saying, you had a chance and you didn't do it. Right. You know, but Wizard's had enough. Like, tough guy, yeah. like, after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the scrappy do of the, 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 the gang. I don't know what that means. But, uh, but yeah, so Wizard's pissed. You know, Wizard has not had food. Wizard is destroying food. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he, and he runs off to, to deal with uh, Miss Peters. Wizard, what are you doing? I know. I, you know, I've, I've never run Wizard. into a drug. Yeah. That I'm not going to use over and over again. So, so then um, he. Uh, goes sneaking in uh, to confront uh, Ms. Peters, right? Yeah, he follows her into this storage room. Well, because well, first she actually, she's sitting at her desk doing grading, and she noted, like, you can just tell, she, it's almost like she smells him coming. And she's like, oh. Yeah, it's like really primal. Yeah, and she's like, wizard. You know, like, I'm like, all right. And so then she goes into the storage room, but it's like, I put my notes here. I was like, I bet that door handle would have just turned just fine, but she rips the handle off the door, and I'm like, did you have a key? Did you try turning it? I don't know about that, but whatever. So she lures him into this game of like cat and mouse, right? So he's in there trying to confront her. She's been hiding. Uh, and then when we see her, she's full on monster mode now. Yeah. She has like uh, all these prosthetics and that, and she has like these weird 
red eyes, I believe, right? Yeah. right? And it's like she is attacking him and going after him like like he, she is a predator now. Yeah, it's whipping him around the the, the the thing. It's just like, you know, it's it's pretty intense at this point, right? But then uh what was it? Um she uh she went, I think she went to go throw out a fire extinguisher, right? I think it's what or someone no, no. Wizard threw a fire extinguisher at her. And it missed and hit like a junction box or something behind her, mm-hmm. like something with a lot, a lot of sparks. I I don't know if it was the actual box full of electricity or just happens to be excess sparks. I don't know. It went up real fast, and so that becomes like the beginning of the end for what's happening here. And so while that's going on, um, you know, we see um, she's like confronting him and actually kind of has him like on the ground, and she sees her reflection. And she realizes, like, oh. She definitely has an opportunity to kill him. Yeah. So she like, has that moment of doubt. And then, you know, he gets makes sure that she gets tossed into that junction box or whatever. But the ma- at the same time, which I don't understand this at all, the gargoyle statue is getting hit by lightning repeatedly and breaking apart. So when it gets, like, torn completely apart and, and she's done being, like, stunned, uh, she's back to normal, right? And Wizard comes over and is like, oh. Thank you for not killing me. I mean that. I'm like, and well. now he he actually does speak well too. Like yeah, before he's just he sounds like he has marbles in his mouth. Yeah, he's just being he's just being a punk. He's just being an idiot, right? But he's like, like yeah. no, I really mean it. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, oh, th- there's a difference between scared straight and scared for your life because there's a gargoyle woman attacking you. But the whole we're supposed to get the whole idea of this, like, oh no, I do value our education system now. Thank <laughs> you for that. And like I wish at the end would have been like, and Wizard went on to get his PhD. <laughs> this whole thing, would, like a still frame, like like Animal House, it would have been like, right. You know, <laughs> it would have been amazing. Like, and, right. and Trojan yeah. went on to become principal of this high school, you know, yeah. like, or whatever. Like you know, oh my God. And uh, and twelfth grader went on to be the leader of Paramount Pictures, you know, like something like <laughs> that, right? And Adrian Barbeau is still at uh, on the loose and uh, actively being sought <laughs> by the authorities, like you know, whatever. But like, yeah, so. Somehow, because the gargoyle is destroyed and she got shocked out of it and she made the decision to not attack him, she's okay. And they have this heart, heartfelt moment. It's weird, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah. it really is like forced quickly. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I the, the story, it, it feels somewhat cohesive, but the way that it ends, it's like it feels really like fast. Like, it, they needed yeah. to get that. Like they needed to just like, well, let, let, let's stop it. Like, right. Like we need to like wrap it up, wrap it up. It's like, well, this is what for a little bit more than 14 minutes. Like yeah. th- they shouldn't have done that with this type of story. Like, I think they could have done the more be careful what you wish for thing. Cause the one bit when, after she destroys the boom box, wherever the, incla- the class snaps to and starts like paying attention, mm. why not have her be like, Oh, I do kind of have some effect here. And it's like, it's see her maybe kind of like, enjoy the power while ignoring the corrupting parts of it maybe a little bit i don't know like also like i don't understand the the macguffin or whatever it is of the gargoyle that is like i choose today to impart my my um my superhuman shitty teacher powers on you you know whatever it's like uh that's why when i say this feels like are you afraid of the dark it's like because there's so much hand waving that goes into those stories, you could have reversed this and wrote it from wrote it from the perspective of the student, and it would have felt like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, right? You know, and, like, it, and it, even then, it's like when you think about when you've gone to school and the type of schools that you went to and the type of schools that you've passed by. How many times did you see a gargoyle sitting there? <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. Fair it, it's not so, a Catholic church. Well, I mean, that, that's true. But okay, I'll say that um, when I went to middle school. Um, the school that I went to at the time, the mascot, cause we were transitioning out of that school to a much larger middle school. Mm. Um, so the, the mascot was the blue devil at the time. So there was a lot of blue devil imagery in that middle school. So, well, and that's fair, but I, were they called the gargoyles? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fighting gargoyles or whatever, you know, um, or the unruly students go unruly students, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, like I still think something. I, th- I think the idea of 
if you want to speak to the social idea of, of a teachers feel like they're just stuck like on the front lines of trying to teach, but also having to mitigate this war that's going on. Mm. I think there's some commentary there. I think there's something interesting there. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and because again, we even were talking- now, like there's so many attacks on teachers trying to like do their job and all these other influences coming in. My sister-in-law, like, yeah. I mean, she is a teacher within a school and there is a lot of, uh, you know, has she problems. Has she considered um, consulting a gargoyle? Well, you know, I, after after watching <laughs> this, I think I might want to uh, influence something, and I might buy her a gargoyle the next time I go to a convention. Just, but but make sure that it has to watch over the courtyard of the school, and then you know, so that way it gets pissed about littering or gang fights. I don't know. But, I uh, just want her to like so every so often after I buy her said gargoyle to her just point to it and be like, I watched the episode. You need to pay attention. Yeah, and right. point to the gargoyle. But, like you set the gargoyle down and make it watch the episode. And be like, this is your job now. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> fear is a fear is a hell of a tactic. All yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like if, if you don't if you don't give me gargoyle powers, I'm just going to break you with a hammer. That's what happens right now. <laughs> no, uh, so I think I think there's some commentary that could have been here. Um, you know, like it's like do you remember what was it? Um, oh. There was that. There was that that throwaway movie. It was um was it um it was where the, the teachers were replaced by robots, uh, and they were um it was from like the nineties. Um, it was like cl- class in ninety six or something. I forget what the name of the film was, but it was like they they people the kids didn't realize that there was like like there was uh three robots that were basically like Terminators teaching them. Uh, no, I've never seen that. Oh. I, I did watch uh, the Faculty, which had aliens uh, being the teachers, which. That's a great. That's a great movie. Uh, was it Robert Patrick is in that and Piper Laurie? No, that's a fun movie too. Um, I just I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to see if I can find. Oh no, there's a TV series called Class Ninety Six. That's not that at all. Mm. But um, but yeah, there was a film where there was like three uh, three robots that were there to uh, you know they look like they look like teachers, and uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of fun where it's like, what if Terminators uh, like taught kids and then started going after them? It's it's so silly, you know. Yeah, yeah but malfunctioned and yeah, 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 and have like rocket arms and shit. You're like, well, I don't know if teachers need that, you know. But maybe, you know, PE teachers maybe run, you know, like, <laughs> you know? or else. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I think there's some I think there's some merit here. I think there's also some commentary that could be made about like the, the the tough job they have, and also like kids not wanting to listen. Um, I think that this is. I'm not trying to give this story too much credit because I don't think that there's much here. Uh, it's a fun little monster story, but it's one of those things that like either give it more time to actually kind of be fleshed out and make sense or almost like even reduce the time a little bit. So, so you don't think too hard about it, you know, like, um, I don't know, like it's just, yeah. And somebody who's writing this, uh, please, please understand how gangs actually work because you watch the warriors one too many times to like create this uh, this gang within the school, like they're called the Furies. There's a gang within okay. that movie called the Furies, and they're all wearing the same cut. Like it doesn't necessarily work like that. Like they're a bunch of like sixteen, seventeen year old kids. Uh, class in nineteen ninety nine is the film. That's I was what I. Of. So that's it was what three I years it off. Was. Uh, this is a principal assigned cyborg teachers to keep the peace at Kennedy High School, but the students must unite when this backfires. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it is ridiculous. If I remember this film correctly, um, yeah. So there you go. Go check out that one. <laughs> Try to see if there's any actual known people in this. I mean, probably not, right? Like, because why would there be known people in a film called Class 1999 with robot teachers? Um, real quick. Uh, Malcolm McDowell's in it. Holy shit! Stacy Keach oh, is wow. also in it too. Uh, Pam Greer. All right. I apologize. Um, there's plenty of people on this. I guess we're going to have we're gonna to We're going to watch this at some yeah. point, yes. Uh, we're going to watch Class of 1999, and then we're going to revisit. There's a character named Mohawk. So they didn't really get really good with the gang names. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, yeah, do you have any other notes about this before we get into the twist? No, really. There's nothing else uh, I, I was able to find. All right. All right, just twist rating we have here is uh, one through five, one meaning we saw from a mile away, and five being like it blew our minds. Um, I, the twist that you know she became a monster and was attacking students, um, 
I don't, I don't know if that's really a twist, but like, I don't, where, where do you think the twist is in the story? I don't know if there's really a twist. I'm, I'm really not sure either. Uh, you know, the title is kind of a giveaway. Yeah. I mean yeah. like teacher aid, like something is going to give her a little bit of a helping hand. So I guess it would be a two for me. Maybe I'm going to give that. It's a lowercase two, which isn't the thing. I'm going to give it a lowercase two, which is a smaller two. Little two. It's a little two. It's a little, little two. A little two. You know, L-I-L it's, just, two? it's just two ones put together <laughs> side by side. Little L I L apostrophe two. That's yeah. where I'm going to put that. I think that's fair. It's that's its a, rap name. It's not. Yeah. A little two. Yeah. That's his gang name. That's the gang, the gang member's oh. name for uh, the Furies. Right. So fear him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or her. <laughs> So that's going to do it for our discussion about teacher's aid. Uh, before we get into what we're doing next, uh, you guys can find us on social media. Um, I just wrote my notes, social media. You can, social media, everybody. You know what that is. No, uh, find us on Facebook at uh, Strange Highways. Uh, we always, we're always posting weird things there. I, I have some fun images of gargoyles and stupid shit from this segment that I'm going to put up this week. It's going to be a lot of fun there. Uh, you guys can email us, email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast.gmail.com. Wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And Terry, how can people find us otherwise? Well, you can find us on Instagram. And uh, we're posting the same kind of goofy stuff over there. So please follow us on there. We would love to hear some like feedback on some of these episodes and guess what we have a surprise today we have a a present for for paul because he's yeah so uh i didn't know i didn't know about this plot twist um i i'm sorry fans uh this is only for us uh but you're going to be a part of this um paul has been a a great friend lately and he's done a lot for me and and my wife and I'm going to get emotional, but I wanted to do something special for him. So I, my, my wife and I got him a gift. So. Oh, what? Is, what? Yeah. Guys, there's noises going on here. We're going to do yeah. some live radio here. What, is, what the? Well, luckily what? it's kind of open already. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? Let's see here. Oh. And it is connected to the, our, our, the material that oh, we do man. here. It so is. It is a. <laughs> That's amazing. Holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. It is a t-shirt of the Mystic Seer from the episode uh, Nick of Time uh, from the original series that is, uh, Richard Matheson wrote. It has um, Bill Shatner in it. And the the, the co-lead is the, the the future wife of Art Modell. Yep. Um, and she should have stuck with Shatner. So but it no, is this, connected this is to the show. This and is amazing. I, I wanted to say thank you, sir, and uh, I, I hope you uh, you love it because it is awesome. And it's so not a sponsor, but Fright Rags produced this this shirt, and as soon as it came online, uh, I had to get it for you. That's and amazing because like I it just um, th- thank you, thank you, thank you because it's a cool looking shirt. So sometimes when you get to like some of the license stuff it kind of gets a little weird where it's like, it's the thing that you know from the thing that you know. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, no, but like, it's what like, I, I wear a lot of like, you know, like things I love. I get a lot of t-shirts that I love from things that like, you know, like right now I'm wearing a, um, a Los Poyos Hermanos t-shirt because I love Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But it's one of those things that if you don't know what it is, that's fine. You just see two chickens on a shirt. But if you know what it is, it's cool, right? With this Mystic Seer thing, it's like, it doesn't say Twilight Zone. And something about that is way cooler to me. You know what I mean? Like it's just, And that's exactly why I wanted to buy yeah, it for him. So like, yeah, if you guys get a chance, check out Fright Rags. They have great stuff on there but about two months ago they released a line of twilight zone uh, inspired shirts um some of them do say twilight zone really which, which big is fine. Broad. it's just that's not my preferred but, you know yeah like, and, and right, i mean yeah. that's not my flavor either but this i was like dude has to have this shirt yeah because well one i have i have uh bill shatner's character they have the the figure of it that they put on like the like you know the action figure they mm-hmm. have this so i have that um i i, I asked somebody to do some like, specific artwork of the episode because i love nick of time um yeah that's awesome and i think terry's trying to sneak me wearing black shirts to horror conventions now he, i don't think he wants me Google wearing- one of us <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing here i'm gonna throw all these out here for you that cat was a witch. I have no idea why that ties yeah. to anything. But I love you, go. brother. Yeah, and no, uh, yeah. thank you for everything you've done for me and my uh, my family. So yeah, uh, I really Out- appreciate it. Outlook is you. good. That was the fortune. I don't know what that means, yeah. but uh, but no, that was awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That that's that's great. Um, and now I can walk around and be like, everyone's like, I know that. I'm like, do you do you want to listen to a podcast? Like, and I just, like I just like, start- be like what podcast? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, but yeah. Again, if you guys. 
you enjoy the conversation um, and, and you, you like it, and it just the more the merrier, right? And I know I keep saying that every single week, but I mean it because you know the more interaction that we have and the more people involved, the more fun it gets. Not that I'm saying we're not having fun right now, but the fun quotient can always go higher, right? Hell yeah, yeah. And like share share the experience with us. And there's like eight thousand other watch along podcasts now, which I get it because there's actually people that did the shows that are doing these, but it's like, I feel like we were kind of in front of a lot of it mm-hmm. and like, like, why not? Like just, if you enjoy it, please. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to share a picture of that shirt online here yeah. soon. Uh, so, you know, I'll what be, the wearing, hell it. We were I'll be doing. wearing it, but it'll look like a really tight sausage. But, casing, um, so, yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for being here. Um, please, please, please talk about us. And, uh, Hopefully, uh, in you, good ways. I mean, if you got bad things to say too, I appreciate well, that. Well, yeah, I, I, I have no problem with that yeah, either. Yeah. Like, come at us. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, they're going to be like, oh, Teacher's Aid was the best segment of the Twilight Zone ever. I'm like, I don't know about that. It was, it was okay. But yeah, um, let's just get into what we're going to cover next. And now, Mr. Serling. All right. Next segment is uh, season one, episode seven, segment B of the 80 series. It's called Paladin of the Lost Hour. Um, it is, uh, um, yeah, it's it's the longer of the two, uh, and I uh, spoiler uh, Terry, I've already I've already gotten to it a little bit. There's some interesting information uh, in this. Um, we'll see how it goes. Like there, this is one of those segments I remember watching as a kid, and it it is not at all what I thought it was. That that's not neither here nor there. It's just it is what I what I remember about the episode is not what the episode was. Let's just put it that way. Well, I'm excited to dig into it, and I I. I look forward to your uh, your commentary on it. Yeah, until you buy me a Paladin of the Lost Hour shirt next week. I'm kidding. That's not what's going to happen. I'll but, look uh, for it. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't think there's shirts out there of that. I'm just going to throw that out there, maybe, you know. Uh, and then you're going to be like, no, Paul, I got you this uh, message for charity. I'm not shirts. trying to change you, but I'm trying to change you. <laughs> I'll buy a sh- new you're, shirt. You're going to buy me a shirt, and then you're going to get me a sleeveless denim vest with, like, uh, you know, the the pot, the, was it the twisters or whatever, you know, the plot twisters on the back. Shh. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Have a safe week. Uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, watch Twilight Zone. Like, you know, have fun. You know, like, don't don't be a dick to teachers. I think that's fair. Um, and, and, you know, um, I don't know, uh, don't stare at gargoyles. Maybe that's the other thing too. I got nothing. Have a better nickname. (laughs) 